0: Welcome back today everybody. I'm excited to be able to bring to you another perspective that some people have been asking me to bring a while and I wanted to bring up the idea of seven deadly sins of narcissism. If you guys don't know what this is coming from, this is actually coming from the book, Why Is It Always About You? from Sandy Hotchkiss. So feel free to be able to check that out, but we're going to dive in a little bit today to talk about the seven deadly sins of narcissism. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do it on Raw Motivations on all the different platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, under Raw Motivations, so check it out there. would love to encourage you to look at the NARC app, narcissistic abuse recovery community community to help you heal grow and change to get advice encouragement from a lot of people across the globe that are committing and helping you moving forward and also to engage in courses tracking no contact journaling logging in on our weekly lives and getting ideas and thoughts and challenges to work on for the next week and then our weekly coaching our monthly coaching that's a zoom call that brings all everybody together at once so that we can heal grow and change together and move forward so would love to have you engage with that. Feel free to check that out at narcapp.com. If you want to talk to me sometime one-on-one, going through coaching, working to rewire your mindset to get rid of the trauma bond, to break free from rumination and go through and deal with setting up healthy boundaries so you don't go back to a narcissist and so you don't get with a toxic person down the road, then go to rawmotivations.com and click on the one-on-ones. We'd love to be able to interact with you and help you walk through and understand. Maybe you're struggling with the trauma bond. Maybe you're struggling with the idea of, am I the narcissist? Whatever it might be, I try to meet you where you are and help you move forward in that healing journey to become a growth mindset as you continue moving forward in that. Thank you guys for being here. We're gonna dive into seven deadly sins of narcissism. So the first one that is listed out in the book, the first one that's here, is the concept of shamelessness, okay? We know a lot of times when we're talking about narcissism, that shame is a huge underlying factor. A lot of narcissism is the aspect of avoiding shame, doing anything I can to be able to avoid being impacted with shame, with guilt, with any of those negative feelings that are going to make me feel bad about myself, and oftentimes are going to hurt the mask that I'm putting up in front of my face that says I'm a good person. A lot of narcissism goes to the aspect of shame avoidance. How I've described it many times is the raging river underneath narcissism is shame. The raging river under borderline personality disorder is abandonment. And how a lot of times they're connected is through the stream of rejection. You see, narcissists have a big problem processing guilt and shame. It seems incredibly painful. It seems like something that we don't want to experience, something that feels like ego death of actually lowering ourselves to be like, wait a second, I'm not the best person in the world because I just made a mistake, but the problem is that guilt says, hey, I did something bad, and it switches in the narcissist mind to be like, therefore I am bad, therefore I can't handle the shame, therefore I have to put up a mask and I have to avoid the shame that I feel inside. A lot of times narcissists have that problem dealing with it, which a lot of times perpetuates the problem even more. The second of the seven deadly sins of narcissism is the aspect of magical thinking. A lot of times you have narcissists that think they're perfect. I know I did. That's how I communicated to people. That's how I grew up of like, it's hard dealing with such a perfect person as me. Like I joke about it. It was something that would fit into everyday life of being a joke and that people that would accept that, you know, I'd be like, sweet, you know, they know that it's actually true. Narcissists are very ego centered, thinking that they're the perfect person. They're the best person in the room, best person on the planet. And as a result, you end up creating a mask. For me, that mask contained seven lies, actually, that I went through and learned about in the Wake of Warrior Challenge and lies that affect me on a day-to-day basis. But the mask and the image that I created, one of the lies that affected it the most was the aspect of, I am a good person. I had to put myself in that perfect role, in that good person mindset, even though I was abusing and hurting other people. The thing is, if it comes down to it, where all of a sudden my image doesn't match up to my words or to what's actually being demonstrated, then I got to project that onto another person or I have to go to another person or I have to build another mask, whatever it is, to be able to go back to that magical thinking of I'm perfect, I'm the best person on the planet, all that ego that has to go back to me. So shamelessness, magical thinking. Third one, arrogance huge part about narcissism. And you see it especially in overt. The covert narcissist is a lot more subtle of like, hey, I still want the attention towards me, but I'm going to show it in a different way. With arrogance, a lot of times you see the aspect of pride and protective. Now, what I mean when I say that is like pride of being like elevated of I'm the best person. I look down on everybody else. Everybody's beneath me. I'm special. Unless you're special, you can't talk to me. Those kind of things. I can do it better than you. All those kind of aspects and protective, I mean the aspect of being protective of that image. I just created this image that I'm a good person, so anything that's going to attack that of you exposing what I've actually done, like, no, we can't talk about that because I'm, I'm actually a good person, okay? So protective of that image. As a result, a lot of times the narcissist will devalue, degrade, demean, do anything to be able to push you down to make sure that they are the number one to make sure that they have the most importance in the room, in the relationship, on the planet. So we talk about shamelessness, magical thinking, arrogance. Fourth one is envy. And a lot of times you'll see this with how the narcissist interacts with someone else to be able to minimize their accomplishments, to be able to push them down, and to make sure that they feel superior in that relationship, that dynamic, that friendship, whatever it might be. A lot of times they'll look at other people and they'll end up being envious of them. You'll see a narcissist that's like, that's what I want. I want a lot of money. I want this car. I want this person, whatever it might be. You'll see a lot of times they're very envious of others. The other aspect is they switch it around in their heads and they think other people are envious of them. Now, when that comes down to it, it's the idea of having that ego and that self centeredness of like, I think it's all about me. I'm giving you an example, couple months ago I was riding uh, what's called a summerboard I was riding my summerboard in the park and as I go around people normally like take a look they're like what is that because it's different it's not a regular like skateboard or an e skate they're normally like it's different like what is that as I'm riding around I start passing the same guy who's like running running laps except we're going the opposite direction every time he passed me he never looked at me my board or anything like that so then in my mindset there's a there's an aspect that's like firing off being like wait a second what's wrong with you? Why aren't you noticing me? Because a lot of narcissists will go through life thinking that other people are envious of them. And when they're not, that creates another issue for their mask or the things that they're thinking that are high ego centered. It could even be as simple as walking down the street and someone else walks by and creates eye contact. And in narcissist mind, it's like, yep, they think I'm a catch. Like they just thought I was awesome. They want me. It's amazing how it switches and it switches really fast. Shamelessness, magical thinking, arrogance, envy. Next one we have is entitlement. Huge one for a narcissist, right? Entitlement, the idea of like special but deserve automatic compliance. That's the huge part of like, I want something when I want it right away, no matter what, give it to me. That like very like jealous, very like aspect of like I deserve this, the entitlement piece. You see it oftentimes in little kids. Of like, I want my toy, you know, and I'm going to get mad if I can't have my toy. I'm entitled to that toy. Okay, maybe it's even a group toy. doesn't matter. They're entitled to it. So you're working with two-year-olds that are much bigger. Okay, Uh, the aspect of the entitlement is like, let's say you get to the place where you refuse to give them what they want. You refuse to comply. You refuse to let them manipulate you. Well, then that's interpreted by the narcissist as like, wait a second, you're attacking me. Like, I can't believe you're attacking me. Or they'll switch it even more so, and it's a form of betrayal. Like, you just disrespected me because you wouldn't do what I wanted instantly, so therefore, like, you just betrayed me. And you're dead to me. Like, forget this. Like, I can't do this because I can't believe you would be so awful and so disrespectful to me. That's the thought process there. Shamelessness, magical thinking, arrogance, envy, entitlement. Number six, Exploitation. When we talk about this, it's easiest to be able to say, hey, they, they manipulate, they manipulate a lot. With narcissism, the thing is they manipulate regardless of your feelings because, well, frankly, they don't really care. They don't really care what they're affecting and how they're coming across. A lot of times you'll see the exploitation bit be mainly in a boss employee relationship or a spouse and you know the partner or you know, someone that is higher up on the food chain per se And they'll use that to be able to exploit them to be able to get what they want, regardless of what's going on. This can come down to the aspect of having either a real or assumed subservient position. Maybe you're on the same level at work, but how they treat you is like, yeah, you're way beneath me. And so even though it's not true, it's assumed, well, I'm actually beneath this person because of how they talk to me, because of how they interact, and because of what they get out of it. Magical thinking, arrogance, envy, entitlement, exploitation, and then the last one is bad boundaries. A lot of narcissists don't see other people's boundaries at all. And if they do see those boundaries, they don't care. Because in a narcissist's mind, you exist to be able to serve the narcissist. You exist to be able to be their slave, their servant. You exist to be able to perform for them. It's never about you. If you're in a relationship with a narcissist and you think you have anything to do with their relationship, it's not. You're just there as an appliance to make their life better for themselves. Oftentimes, I've done a couple of videos on narcissist view as a toaster because that's what it is. What can I get out of you? And if you break as a toaster, I'll go find a new toaster. That's the thought process. Narcissists oftentimes believe that they have the ownership and they have all rights to you. And all rights are given over to them whenever you move in together or get engaged or get married or have a kid together, whatever it might be, that ends up being, hey, you are mine and I own you. Narcissists don't have their own boundaries, but they don't believe that others should have boundaries either because that's limiting them from abusing and doing what they want in the moment hoping that makes sense that the seven deadly sins of narcissism taken from the book why is it always about you by sandy hotchkiss if you're going through this stuff and you're like wait a second like this seems crazy once you understand first of all you're not alone there's a lot of people struggling with this you're not crazy a lot of people that have gone through this and come out on the other side being happy healthy healed and whole you're not hopeless so if you're struggling with this reach out for help